one player from Germany that's gonna be always exciting to watch is uh, Thomas Müller. Müller. Like he's been he's been like on and off like with Bayern Munich, but for some reason whenever he plays a tournament he just turns it on. Yeah, every single time he puts that kit that cup that kit on, he's just like automatic with those goals. He be, he like takes another level. And he and like the way he yeah. scores each goal is like always ridiculous and like the most <laughs> ridiculous fashion too. Yeah, and you're just like, where did that come from? And it's like just Thomas Muller is every single time, and just like since the '06 World Cup, he's just been like d- doing that really. Like at least he's yeah. gotten like at least like five each World Cup, I think. Some insane, yeah. Which is like you, you just like th- thinking of all the best players like that are on the like the World Cup every single year for at least since like I've been paying attention, and it's always like Thomas Muller's names that never you ever think of, but it's always like you look on the list at the end of the tournament, you're like, damn, this fool put it in again. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> he just he just keeps finding a way to score, and it's in the most ridiculous ways. Yeah, let's see. Let's um, see who's on the, on the starting 23. Or on the final 23 for Germany. Germany. Um, what group are we F? Yeah, group F. Here we go. Germany. Neuer, goalkeeper. Obviously. Uh, uh, Marc-Andre Ter Stegen mm. from Barcelona. It's so ridiculous. Kevin Trapp from Paris Saint-Germain. That's like the three top, like... Goalkeeper. Three of the top eight like club teams in the world, and they have like all like the three starters for them. Like, yeah, you don't think about that shit. <laughs> and, like, Mago Neuer is definitely like top one or top two. Exactly. Definitely top one in the World Cup, I would say. And Kevin Trapp, yeah, I think about him. Like, he's just like he's still behind two guys. <laughs> he's so he's starting at PSG. He's probably getting a ton of money. Probably getting a ton of poon out there in Paris. It's just like yeah, they got that that fucking they're just rolling in that money <laughs> out there. Um, yeah, the defenders they got Jerome Boateng. Uh, okay, he's a mainstay for sure. Yeah, he'll probably be starting. Uh, Matthias uh, Ginter. Ginter. Uh, from uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. That's uh, one of my favorite names to say, Mönchengladbach. <laughs> uh, Jonas Hector from uh, Cologne. Okay. Uh, he's been on the team before. Mats yeah. Mats Hummels. So. He's an old veteran. He's yeah, always he, he's Bayern. been like he's he was injured last World Cup I think or something like that or the Euros. Humos, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, he's had a string of bad injuries, but I mean we will finally see what he can do for this World Cup. <clears throat> yeah, even if he falters, you still have like guys like uh, Joshua Kimmich, who was really good from Bayern. Also, yeah. uh, you have Marvin Plattenard from Hertha Berlin. You got Antonio Rudiger from Chelsea. Oh, that's right, Rudiger. Out there was he like left left back? I yeah, say. I want to say left back. And then uh, Nicholas uh, Suele from uh, also from Bayern. So like Bayern like, has a ton of players from the on the squad. But what about that midfield though? And that then, midfield yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, check this out. You got Julian Brandt, who's a youngster actually from Leverkusen, so he might not get playing time. Yeah. But then you got Julian Draxler from PSG. Who like sometimes doesn't even get playing time at PSG, right. which is crazy. But he's still, <laughs> but he's still really good though. Yeah. Uh, Leon Goretzka uh, from Schalke. Another young talent. <laughs> yeah, Ilkay Gundogan, now he's on Man City. Yeah. Um, but wasn't he recently playing in Germany? Or. Because I think he. Yeah, I guess he was playing on Bayern. Yeah, uh, not Bayern, um, but um, Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, yeah, I think he was on, on a transfer. Yeah, yeah, and he just got. He just t- took a transfer last season. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they just won the freaking Premier League. Uh, we finally get Marco Royce back. Yes, we get some uh, Royce action. Get to see him in the World Cup for once. Definitely. Been, he was injured the last, like I think both times. Yeah. We can move it back though. Sammy Kadira from Juve still on the team. He's going to hold down that line. Yeah. 
he'll probably get some playing time. Tony Cruz. Tony Cruz. Yeah, he's he's probably for sure getting some playing time. Oh yeah. Um, he helped. He definitely helped Real Madrid win win their season. Win their oh yeah. League. He's a mainstay for them. For sure, he's been so good, and like he was he, he was a mainstay at Bayern for a long time too before then. Yeah. But uh, he just kind of moved on, and it kind of worked out for both teams because yeah. they just they're just you know squalid like that. And then, uh, yeah, Muller, as we mentioned before, Bayern mainstay also. Mario Gomez. And, uh, He's still kicking. Oh, no, he didn't make the squad this year. He didn't? No, he did not because they got Sebastian Rudy from Bayern Munich and they uh-huh. got Mesut Ozil to round it out. Really? Yeah. That's so it's weird. like, I guess their strikers up top are going to be like Muller uh-huh. and maybe Royce. Probably and, Royce. And uh, Timo Werner isn't on there anymore? Uh, no, I don't think he made it this year. See what I'm saying, though? It's like yeah. crazy. Draxler, they can throw up there, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's freaking crazy squad. Damn, I would have liked to see Mario Gomez just to go, just, just to be like the oldest dude there again. <laughs> nah, because the oldest dude there is going to be freaking Rafa Marquez. So. Rafa Mar- How old or is he? no, actually. I was say Tim Cahill. If he, did he make the finals 23 for Australia? <sighs> I don't think so. Let me look. Australia. Uh, we got some old old folks. Need to control F out here, Australia. <laughs> can't type. Why can't I type? Huh? Here we go. Who are you saying? Uh, Cahill. Yeah, he made it. How old is he? He's like definitely in his like thirty nine or forty. He's one. Of, he's like LeBron's age, I want to say. LeBron's age. LeBron's older than that. He's thirty eight. Thirty eight. Rafa's forty. Okay, so we got two. Let me see. Oldest world, oldest player in the World Cup. Let me just look. Let's just end the end the discussion that way. We're like just gonna ever? keep guessing. Ever? I think it's like some African dude. Nah, just 2018. Oh, oh Salam El Harari is like the goalkeeper from Egypt. Yeah, I oh, think I heard about him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's gonna break the record apparently. I think he's like 44. Oh shit. <laughs> Let's check it out. Let's read the national. 19 hours ago. You know, Suarez is going to do for Egypt. Him. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, what do you think he's going to do? Just, like, uh, below the balls or, like, below the belt? and going to go for a header and then, like, accidentally, like, elbow him or bite him again. 45 years old. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Five months. Viejito. Viejo. Viejo. All right. Um, yeah, that team's all about Mosala, though. Well, we'll get to them. We'll get to them. We'll get to them. Let's go back. So Germany, as we keep saying, is just incredibly stacked. Incredibly stacked. So they'll probably go through. That's uh, my prediction. I think they'll probably sweep the competition in the group yeah. because they're that good. They're, they're just that good. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a matter of how much they win by, I yeah. think. It depends on how on they are. Even when they're like off, they'll still probably win by a goal. Yeah. It's because they got that much talent just by themselves. So it's just a, it's a three-way battle. Three-way battle. I think it's gonna be a. I definitely think it's gonna be a three-way battle between Mexico, Sweden, and South Korea. Yeah, um, I'm optimistic, obviously. So you give your take first before I give my take. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like Sweden, they've been they're playing now without Ibrahimovic, which mm-hmm. is rare. But I mean, through the qualifiers, they they've been playing without him, and they've been playing pretty good team football. I feel like they're kind of playing the same way I see Peru playing, like. They're no longer focused on trying to target one man. They're playing as a team, as a unit. So I definitely think they got that camaraderie going on as well. And then I can't say I've seen too much of South Korea. 
but I mean they're always a danger. And if I remember, they've played Mexico before in the past. And yeah, they're just like this plucky Korean team that just like is also like similar to how Mexico plays. I always feel like Mexico is just like a little bit more talented than them. But like they play very similar style. So if there's teams that are like very like lackadaisical, like up and down sometimes, mm-hmm. like they like, sometimes might be more talented but don't like live up to it. Those teams can kind of surprise them. And they might, like, get a goal off a corner kick or something like that or off a deflection somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, uh, in my opinion, uh, I think you're correct about Sweden, but I don't think they have enough, like, like power um, in terms of, um, you know, that like, individual kind of talent. Maybe not just even just, like, Ibrahimovic level, but just mm-hmm. somebody who can have, like, create on his own a little bit. Because when things break down, you got always got to look for somebody to a certain extent. Or you got to have somebody... Like Guerrero for us, and yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So at least Peru has that with like Guerrero, with like that's their their one dude up top who's just um, out and out, like the kind of guy for them that can kind of um, win a game by himself type of thing. It's, you kind of need that in the World Cup sometimes. From you know, game to game situations are like very different in the matchups, like what ends up happening, how the refs call it, and everything. It's, it ends up being, you know, um, you got to get lucky in certain aspects. So, I don't think they'll be able to put themselves in that in those like lucky positions quite as much um, as uh, if they had Ibrahimovic. Even this year's Ibrahimovic, I would have taken over there. But um, yeah, that's I guess Sweden's like turning the page on his career and everything like that too. So I can understand that. But uh, yeah, I'm bullish on the. Uh, Mexican side though because I think this year it's kind of like the culmination of like the progression of what like the youth development has like Mm. provided the last 10 seasons and it's like it's all kind of come together I think to like this tournament Um, I will say yeah you guys do have a lot of young talent they're finally they're finally reaching their peak they're finally hitting their stride yeah like it's taken a while but I think it's like uh, finally gotten there Um, yeah I mean if we break down their freaking squad they got like three really like goalkeepers you could throw out there at any day Definitely. really because they got Memo Ochoa who's probably going to freaking start but then they got uh, uh, Talavera who's also another very good one too and I'm sure like you want to get his kit, his kit, his kit <laughs> or whatever um, and then they got uh, Jesus uh, Corona as well too the keeper for Cruz Azul so they're all about like the same level although Memo plays out in Europe so you'll, you'll get the start I don't know if that's like a deciding factor yeah. or whatever, but I mean, they, they, yeah. even during the friendly, yeah. they've been like rolling each one out, so I don't even think they know yet. Yeah, that's always my assumption is that yeah. they go with Memo, but Corona is also another guy that I wouldn't feel you know mm-hmm. too bad about. Um, yeah, as we go to the defense, though, I'm they got some talent back there, but like Gar- Carlos Salcedo is like one of their older guys. Yeah. But he won like the uh, Olympic uh, gold medal. Oh, he was yeah. part of that team too. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he can kind of play like defensive mid also too a little bit. But he's playing out in Frankfurt, uh, so I didn't even know that. Uh, <laughs> Diego Reyes, yeah, he's out in Porto, but he's probably gonna start back there, at, like center back, one of the positions. And they also got like Hector Moreno, uh, Hugo Ayala from Tigres. Moreno plays the Real Sociedad, so that's another Spanish squad. Edson Alvarez, who's who's really come on recently, he's uh with Club America. Club America had a really good season this last year. But uh, Jesus Gallardo from Pumas, and Miguel Layun from Sevilla, another guy from out there. Who's I think Layun has like that special ability, 
uh, to kind of uh, put a game like uh, kind of on his shoulders and like really make a difference in, in multiple different ways. He's very like well-rounded player. Yeah, I think I remember. Yeah. In, um, wasn't he part of the traveling squad for uh, Copa Copa America? I think. Yeah, he probably was. Yeah. Yeah, I remember him being a little bit very impressive during that during that run. He's uh, they always he's a guy kind of without a position sometimes, mm-hmm. because he he always it's weird like there's always like a, a nitpick with him of like he doesn't do everything all the time which is a very very nitpicky thing to kind of do because if you give a guy a certain role and he like excels in that particular role then you give him another role and he still excels at it i think that's still pretty good but um like for instance when you play him at like left back he doesn't run up and like you know push forward quite as much and he stays back but if you put him up at like left mid or like center mid or something like that then he runs up more and he like scores more, but then he doesn't come back and like track back quite as much. So it's like it's like you kind of have to like you got to pick and choose kind of what you want sometimes because he was playing in some like qualifiers like last year and he they put him up at mid and every time like the, the announcers were like bitching at him at the whole time because it's just like man where, where's Leon at like he's not back there like where's Leon like where's Leon and then like he got uh, somebody uh, stopped a, a break or something I can't remember who it was. Um, I think it was uh, oh, there. There's somebody who's hurt right now for for Mexico from the, one of the defenders. I can't remember um, big guy. Um, anyway, so he like uh, got it like uh, intercepted the pass and then like you know you know got him like a lead pass whatever, uh-huh. and he got out on the break and like put a move on one defender that like left him in the dust and then came up and then like lay some dude for an with an assist like for a goal and then like about 10 minutes later got a goal himself on another like uh um uh turnover like of possession like <laughs> and so it's just like bang bang and it was just like oh yeah Leon's best player of the game like just easy it was just like i was like shit like where'd that how did that happen like kind of out of nowhere but uh yeah, it was so funny because the commentators were really like crapping on him and stuff like that. <laughs> like they're like, ah, oh, he's like not as good in this position. Or, eh, we don't know. Like, they freaking um, Osorio is just freaking just you know going through it. And, like he always twinkers at the teams and everything. And like, ah, oh, he's overthinking it and all this stuff. And nope, it's like <laughs> it ended up working out that match. And I was like, it's Wait, funny. So what uh, what formation are you guys gonna be running? You think? Two up top or one up top? I don't even know, dude. That's the thing. It's like, it it could be every game. It could be something different, honestly. You guys have, like, three pretty good strikers. You have Jimenez, Vela, and Hernandez. Yeah, I guess, like, I I don't know. I'll just talk through, like, some of the rest of the the lineup and what I kind of see who might be playing. But Rafa Marquez, they have him listed as a midfielder, but he's, like kind of like a defender <laughs> like, like the most offensive midfielder you could yeah. find like possibly <laughs> like, like no offense but uh yeah he's a freaking legend though he's from zamora out there michoacan oh, okay yeah which is my dad's home t- home state and so my dad always every time brings it up that he's from freaking michoacan he's like <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah me always like the best mexican player ever he's like <laughs> But uh, he's like, I remember growing up and going to Samora and all this stuff. And I've been there before, too. So it was kind of cool. But uh, Fifth World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, fifth World Cup. That's freaking impressive as hell. That's what, 20 like, years? Mainstay. He's 20 years just on the same on the squad. Like, it's so crazy. Like, he's made it this year. Yeah. With all the other shit that was going on off the field. That, like, was it going on? I don't know if you saw. No. Like, 
he got like the U.S. had like some list of people who they thought were like associated with some cartels, oh, okay. and he was somebody who was like had this headshot and everything like you know, as they released it to public, oh, okay. like the DEA released it or something like that, uh-huh. and they were like trying to drag him through the mud and say that he was like involved with like money laundering with some of the people who were connected oh, and were dirty. So like, yeah, I don't know if the legitimacy of all that stuff, but like he eventually like I think now is like looking in the clear from like, everything <laughs> I was reading, but. Uh, yeah, he's a uh, he's a legend, man. So like Rafa, he's back on Atlas, which is like home home uh, a homeboy club or whatever. Okay, okay. Um, got both those repping that LA Galaxy for me. Exactly, both of them on the Galaxy. That's what's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird because Gio, you think is like a little older now, and might be a little bit past his prime in terms create creative like midfielder type of ability, mm-hmm. but uh, he's uh. When he puts the jersey on, it's kind of the same thing. Sometimes you like, uh, you know, he'll get a goal out of nowhere. Yeah. And that's kind of cool. I always enjoy watching him play, and I always get the flashbacks. <laughs> What's up? What's up? What's up, Molly? Molly, what are you doing? What's up, Molly? What's up? What's up? Commercial break. So Molly break. For Molly, what's up? How's it going? How's Molly? How old is she? Twelve. Ooh, older. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> Keep it in there. Yeah. All right. What we're saying, was it Gio? Yeah, Gio's. I always got flashbacks though when he scored that that game-winning goal against the U.S. Though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that was amazing. That was one of the like the craziest goals I've ever seen. Like the whole progression of it, like the whole thing, the pass was incredible. He just like amazing touch, like in the corner, <laughs> jukes a defender, keep keeps the goalkeeper on his toes. Goalkeeper's like falling over. He's like on the ground. Freaking Howard's like falling over. Last ditch effort just dives out. Goes another few feet away from him, like towards the edge of the box. Floats up a shot that's just like. The most ridiculous arc in like trajectory, it's just, just like, like in a, slow motion, it's just like, like watching a snowball build. Yeah, exactly. This is like how much crazier can this get? Oh wait a minute! It like ducks under the crossbar <laughs> as a defender, like full on, like just jumps in the air trying to head the ball out, like <laughs> misses it by about a, like like a centimeter. The ball like fits into the gap in between this somehow his head and like the thrust bar. It like That's drops in. Like if it would have if if the defender would have jumped like a second sooner or if like the bass was like an inch farther, it would have not gone in. Like it was it was one of those yeah, things like that goal was like, like yeah, that goal was like one of those like <laughs> FIFA FIFA like like mechanics. Like, oh we're gonna make this goal in. We're gonna make this goal go in no matter what. Yeah. Like, you can do whatever you want, we're gonna make it go. Shoot with Ronaldo from like 35 yards out, and like, <laughs> you like put the curve on it. It's just like, yeah, there's nothing you could do. I'm sorry, man. Your goalkeeper's a 75. There's nothing. There's nothing you could do, man. But yeah, I think, uh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll keep going down the roster a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those two Dos Santos, honestly, people were thinking like Jonathan might have like the best chance of making it and also the best chance of like having an impact. I definitely think so, and it's crazy. To but Gio might like outshine him again, you know. Like I'm I mean, saying, it's he, like it's for the country, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he might represent him more, and it's crazy to think they're yeah. only like a year apart. Like I always feel like they're yeah. Like, I always, <laughs> whenever I see them like side by side, I always think that yeah. Jonathan's like 
three or four years younger, but they're like mm. a year apart. That's true. It's because Gio had like more press and everything, kind of like when he was uh, younger than Jonathan did. Yeah. Um, Jonathan, uh, they both played over in Spain. Um, Gio played with. Uh, he was in the Barca like uh, youth uh, squad. I and thought that was Jonathan. That was in the Barca youth squad. I thought both. I thought honestly, I thought both of them might have been there. As I know, Gio or I thought Gio was on there and then like left uh, to go um, like to Sevilla, like one of those clubs. It was like middle of the table. I can't quite remember. Mm. But anyway, yeah, they they both have like playing their trade out there. But Jonathan, he's like the more rugged like um, central midfielder who like you want kind of in the middle middle of the pitch uh you know jockeying jockeying for the possession and stuff like that he's a another dude well i think what might happen is they might sub for each other at some point there might be a jonathan for geo where they need more offense and then they throw him out there i can definitely see that yeah one like or if they're like send out geo and if they have a lead just bring in jonathan to hold it right or if they have jonathan and they have a lead take him out and being rafa yeah definitely hold it down yeah. <laughs> right or uh, depending on what they do because they still have hector herrera as uh, yeah. ache his big old ears who's still gonna <laughs> be out there and he plays out in porto which is out in portugal um he's had a good career out there too um they've had a lot they have a lot of players i think it's like the record for most players that they've had that are, don't play in mexico that have made it like the the world cup squad oh, for Porto? no for 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 mexico like oh, the really? most amount of players that play in europe or away oh, from mexico oh, okay. yeah or uh, just internationally because they have like the, the couple some guys that play in here in mls oh okay um I say, but uh, i think porto does have like a pretty high record of like most most uh players going to the world cup that's true they're, they're a very good team in portugal for sure a lot of the portuguese uh players yeah, a lot of Portuguese, uh, like, and then like a lot of like some of the other international players are all getting called up from the Portu- from Porto squad. Yeah, they're a very good, very good club. Uh, they always make like the uh, Champions League and everything. Yeah. Um, as we continue, who else did we miss? Uh, Andres Guardado. He's another guy that's like always there. Yeah. He's just, uh, man. He's just like super consistent. Always there. He's always literally. It's like I can't. Even, there's no other way. Like this. he's just <laughs> always there. <laughs> he's he's in the mix. He's in the action. He's like. Yeah, the prototypical kind of like Mexican midfielder just running around everywhere doing everything, like working hard, <laughs> working yeah. hard, and he's just when you get him when you get him on the ball, he's got a good enough skill to like find people and like actually score himself when he gets gets chances, which mm-hmm. aren't too often, but like he'll blast one out there sometimes from twenty five or something just when the ball comes out. Yeah, out to him, he's he hits him sometimes. Hit them bangers. He'll try him for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what, like teammate like the Mexico, uh, Mexico does sometimes if the teams park the bus they're just like uh, all right Have fuck it yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like send it back to like some one of their midfielders and like somebody that. blast it man <laughs> like, that's usually like how a lot of possessions end and then and then the ball goes like thirty yards over the bar, bar and everyone's pissed off but like but every now and then every now and then it hits one exactly and then I definitely see that happening again in the Korea game I don't know why <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to yeah. see some more Dotto bangers in that Korea game that would be very amazing um, yeah I got my little sister calling me so we're going to take one little break real quick I'll get back alright we're back Yeah. we're quick, <clears throat> trying to figure out where exactly where we left off but my little sister kind of took me for a long uh, long phone conversation <laughs> I hadn't talked to her in a while so like, I needed to talk to her but um Anyway, yeah, we're going through, I guess, the roster. 
Mexico roster. They got the thing that I like about them this year the most. I think is their attacking like mm. talent because they're really deep in terms of like who they can throw out there. Yeah, um, and they all can like have uh, goal scoring abilities. Um, but like even in the midfield, they have guys like Marco Fabian. They can bring off the bench that can move forward. He's playing in Germany too for Eintracht Frankfurt. Yeah. Um, Gio Dos Santos, as we mentioned, at like Galaxy, he can move forward. <clears throat> um, but yeah, like up top, you got the one and only Chicharito, Javier mm. Hernandez, like the I really indelible hope, one. Yeah, I really hope. <laughs> I really hope he has one of his like signature, just like funny ass goals. Like again. out of nowhere, just like just slams it off his face or something like <laughs> yeah. stupid. It's <laughs> like, the post. Yeah. His face goes in. Goes in. <laughs> yeah, we scored. I don't care. <laughs> like as long as he scored, yeah. <laughs> score off of like a cross but like it'll hit like his, his hip or something yeah. like, like his butt or something like that like off his ass <laughs> like one of those where like somebody like pushes him over and like as he's falling like his foot like clips the ball and like it just tip, tips it in or something stupid calculated calculated <laughs> yeah he knew, what, he knew what was gonna be there bro I'm telling you man he's smart watch I'm telling you but yeah but even if they don't put Chicharito out there, because there's like some talk that they might not, he might not play as much. Because yeah. they have guys like Raul Jimenez, who is really Jimenez, good. Jimenez, yeah. Carlos Vela, even though he's playing for LAFC, which is an MLS team. but Yeah, he, he plays a little bit more wide, um, I would say. Um, these, like Jimenez and Chicharito, are more like out and out strikers. Hmm. Especially with like Oribe Peralta, who they also have out there, who's he's also been there for a while. Um, he's been on like the the edge of like a lot of the the cuff the 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 club the the national teams and things like that. He's always been like the second or third kind of striker in the mix. Um, El Cepillo. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always so, he's really solid. Um, but yeah, they have like so many fast guys out on the outside though. That's the thing. It's like Chucky, El Chucky, Chucky, uh, Irving Lozano. He's amazing. Um, I would think he would be playing because he plays for PSV Eindhoven. Indeed. But uh, he, I think he would be getting a lot of playing time. A lot of people are like really hyping him up this like World Cup though, and I'm like hoping he doesn't disappoint or you know the spotlight doesn't get too bright on him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he'll he'll probably play what like out on the right side, huh? Probably on the right for sure. And then be a creative playmaker. Yeah, and then it might be Vela on the left, or it could also be um, Aquino. Uh, Aquino. He's also in the mix too. Yeah. Uh, he's always the a guy that's been like kind of the edge of the roster too. But he's played really well recently. Corona, might be the other. But the yeah, other. Uh, Corona. Yeah, Tecatito, I think is the is probably, I would say the leader in the clubhouse. But if he has a bad game, I wouldn't be surprised in the second game he comes off at like fifty minutes, and then they bring in Vela, and then if Vela has an impact, maybe he starts the third game. I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happens, especially because. Um, Osorio is a, a coach that's willing to tinker with his rosters and his lineups and stuff. Um, but it's interesting to see, like you said, what kind of lineup they're going to go with. I think they're going to do three up top, three um, up top. with uh, probably one know. of Chicharito or, or uh, Jimenez as the striker with the the two guys that we mentioned on the outside, at least to start, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not, then take one of those guys out and then maybe bring... Chucky and Chicharito together um, as the two strikers and then bring in like another midfielder like Gio Dos Santos or something like that, you know, and bring, have him underneath kind of thing. Yeah, I, would, I, I mean, if I want to keep it like old, I'd probably do, uh, I mean, I mean yeah. the problem is there wouldn't be enough uh, pace, but uh, G, uh, Gio Dos Santos and, uh, 
And Chicharito up front would be pretty lethal, but... Yeah, it's like the, the one-two combo for, like, forever. Yeah. It's some I mean, combination of them up top for, like, yeah. the last, like, ten years almost. Like, it's, it's way too yeah. easily exposed. I mean, yeah. they're not that pacey anymore, so they can... Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, how many of those guys can you throw out there? Because Vela's, like, an other dude who's, like, he's not as fast as he, as he once was. He doesn't have quite as much of the work rate that he once did. But he's still a super skilled player that, like, if you get on the ball, like... And uh, he has a one-on-one opportunity. You can put it in the back of the net. Like he's uh, another talented guy that you can't like dismiss for sure. So I think that's gonna be the biggest interesting thing is like how they decide to line up out there. Um, but yeah, like if Jimenez gets the playing time, I mean, he's another guy that's really good. Ben Benfica also another team that's out there in Portugal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Chicharito's at West Ham. Had a bad season at West Ham, but. I mean, West Ham in general. West Ham had a horrible year, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Raul Jimenez in Benfica. Uribe is at Club America. He had a really good year there. Uh, Tecatito in Porto, another Portuguese team. Vela, LAFC. Aquino with Tigres. He's been a mainstay with them. And Chucky with PSV. Chucky. So, so that's like pretty like diverse squad, I, I would say, in terms of the talent. So I'm hyped and I'm excited about it because they have a good mix of those young guys and some of the older players, like I was saying before. Yeah. But the older players have also come up and had like success in some of the youth squads and some of the other competitions. Like I mentioned before, they had like the, um, the Olympics where they won the gold medal, where most of the players were under 23. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had some under 17s uh, where they got some exposure, yeah, some under 19s as well. World Cups where they've uh, they've kind of held their own against some big powerhouses. So yeah, so like even though they're yeah. a young team, they've they they've proven yeah. themselves already. I mean they're they're pretty they're pretty better and approved even though they're a young squad. Yeah, I mean they got freaking blinked by the Chilenos uh, the uh, last time they played in the Copa America, but like the Copa yeah. America USA whatever whatever Copa Centenario. Yeah, Copa yeah. Centenario. I mean like you guys were sending your B squad anyways. True. I mean still still still. I mean, it's it's never nice to get just ransacked by like freaking uh, Alexis Alexi Sanchez and freaking uh, uh, El Rey uh, Turo Vidal. Yeah, I really <laughs> wanted you guys to beat that team because then we would have faced off. If you guys had been in Chile, oh, we could have finally had the matchup that that I we've know. been talking about since like the first time <laughs> we met. It's forever. What, what would happen? Like, what would happen if Peru and Mexico met each other in an actual game? Like, like with stakes. Yeah, they, they don't ever meet. They're never in the same competitions. Yeah. The only way is if, if we both make it out of our groups and we somehow match up with each other. It's pretty much. Or if Mexico gets invited back to the Copa America, <laughs> like, back again, like they used to. I mean, like, even then. Even then, it was even the C squads yeah, that they're like sending the out C squads, so you'd be like, ah. I would always be excited to watch it, like, and then they'd be like, oh, man, after, like, the one or two games, we'd be like, that's right, I forgot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. yeah. Fingers crossed. Maybe, maybe we run into each other this World Cup. It's true. It's true, true. You never know. So, yeah, my prediction, I think they will take two wins and probably a loss against Germany okay. and I think they'll take it and I think Sweden and Korea will probably tie against each other so I think that'll probably be the way that Mexico gets enough points to advance so we're going to do a little breakdown we'll go start from the beginning just group yeah. A opening it up we got Russia Saudi Arabia Egypt and Uruguay. Uruguay some interesting squads here your thoughts Miguel my thoughts is this is going to be an incredibly easy group for Uruguay like, yes. <laughs> they, that's a, yeah. Russia, they're the host. They're, 
they're a shitty team. They're even though they have the support of Vladimir Putin and <laughs> all that, like they're still like even in the friendlies and tournaments they've played so far, they've been terrible. The Confederations Cup. Yeah. <laughs> Saudi Arabia. I mean, enough said. They're a small team. I mean, they lost to Peru, and we were playing. We were like trying out like weird tactics, and we still beat them <laughs> handily. We were playing without Paulo Guerrero too. So okay. Like, yeah, you had the two trying stuff at yeah. that point. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I mean, for me, the two teams that make it out is definitely Egypt and Uruguay. If Egypt get Mo Salah back, they for sure make it out of the group. They say he's gonna only miss one game. Yeah. So if he only misses one, I think they got it. But, I mean, that one game they miss is the one game they kind of need him for. Because the first game is against Uruguay. Well, I mean, you could still lose to Uruguay and beat the other two teams in advance. Yeah, but, I mean, like... I think it might actually happen. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's how it'll shake out, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, because their last game is against Saudi Arabia. I mean, they can easily beat that if they're in any danger. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So shout out to El Hamadi or whatever the, yeah. the, the forty-five year old keeper. Seven records, seven records of Egypt. Yeah, the Egyptians—they're super stoked to make it this year, and uh, obviously the one major guy we talked about, as you mentioned, Mo Salah. Mo Salah. I think a lot rests on his shoulders in terms of how far they could advance. And he's, uh, I mean, he's not only representing like Egypt for a lot of, for a lot of Arabics. I've heard like he's representing like oh, all Muslims, all Muslims, all everywhere. Muslims out there. He's representing <laughs> yeah. them so. Yeah, that's the other thing too. I think it was really cool about this season in, in Liverpool because there's been a lot of unrest in the UK about like the whole like uh, uh, immigration of like a lot of Muslim nations and people people from those countries like coming to the UK, and uh, a lot of that kind of got like people a lot of people to kind of you know celebrate like one common person. Yeah. So that was really cool, um, and I was really hyped and I really wanted him to score a goal in the weekend Champions League finals. Yeah. Fucking Ramos had to ruin that shit, man. I, I really think. He would have had a good chance to do it. Oh yeah, oh, the way they were, they were the way they were playing in that first like 15, 20 minutes. I definitely could have seen Real Madrid getting dethroned. But. I freaking walk into the Buffalo Wild Wings and this <laughs> goddamn dude's riding around in pain and like holding his shoulder. And I'm looking at my buddy Allen. And he's just like, I'm like, what happened? And he's like. He like doesn't want to say like, <laughs> like the severity of it, but I'm like listening and I'm seeing everybody's faces. He's like there at the at the restaurant and stuff like that, and they're like the whole place is packed in like the middle of the day too, and like eleven o'clock on a Saturday. Or something. It's just like it's just so packed, and then everybody's looking up and just like super dead silent. And I was like, oh shit! Like, <laughs> I saw the replay and I was like, fucking a! And people were cursing at the TV and shit like that. And there's people with like Real Madrid kits and they're all quiet and shit like on the corner and shit like that like damn we fucked them up fucking <laughs> Ramos <laughs> yeah there's a lot of people in Ronaldo shirts and shit like that yeah. but um yeah that uh that would have changed a lot of different things and freaking Ramos wouldn't have like gave carry us a concussion even just that too <laughs> yeah, that's right yeah I didn't see it when it happened live but I saw the replay yeah. it didn't look like he messed them up man he gave him the forearm shiver to the face man and like yeah. That, like I, I, I tried defending uh, Ramos on that Mo Salah injury because I mean, the way yeah. the way he fell for me, it just looked like a natural falling action, that he might have like might have been semi malicious but not yeah. malicious to injure. Right. But I can't defend that Karius one. That's just that's just heat of the moment type shit. He was like running, but like Karius was about like a two yards off his path. Mm-hmm. And he like took two steps to his right to kind of like get towards him more. I felt like, uh-huh. and he like hit him, hit him, made contact, like give him like kind of a forearm to the face, really. 
uh, or like a shoulder or something like that. He made contact with him. And they're saying that he had a concussion after the game, or like after that point, he was having like concussion like symptoms. Yeah, probably and, probably hit him in like that sweet spot on the jaw where he can just like exactly jar you up. Exactly. I'm, I think that's what happened. And I feel bad for Karius now because now he's like on a third league German club or something <laughs> oh, like shit. that. Like, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. the rumors are where he was going to move to. I'm like, damn, he's homie. He's going to be forever now. Oh, it sucks, man. He was, he, was, he was pretty instrumental to helping Liverpool. He had a good season. Yeah, yeah he had a good season. Uh, everyone's just going to remember that. And now Liverpool's going to spend a ton of money to go get another keeper too because it, like that's, that's where they want to be. Yeah. And... Uh, um, yeah, there's talks that they were going to spend like 80 million euros on uh, the keeper from uh, Roma or like one of those clubs. Yeah, one of those Italian teams. Yeah, one of the cl- it's AC Milan, one of those teams out yeah. there. Not AC. AC has a young. If I was Liverpool, I'd just be paying attention to whoever's signed to a small team club in this World Cup right now. <laughs> Maybe take one of those Mexican striker, Mexican goalkeepers. I don't know. Yeah, it could be it could be an option for you for them, but uh, who knows? Yeah. Um, but anyways, you agree? Egypt, Uruguay, definitely yeah. the favorites to make it out of that group. Yeah, I think Uruguay probably advances. The guys still got Luis Suarez and Cavani are obviously just the the, the mainstays. Um, I want to see the rest of their roster because I want to see if uh, the little uh, Maxi Pereira is still on their team because that dude is like <laughs> freaking. Is like the most like Indio looking dude ever. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, think about it. He's like straight out of like freaking Apocalypto like like cast. Yeah. Like, he's like. I don't think he's on there anymore, is he? No, I don't think so. Oh man. He's 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 a little old now, so yeah. So Musleta's probably gonna be their starting. Most definitely, yeah. Keeper. Um, what do they got? Diego Godin. Diego Godin holding it down. Uh, Coates, Sebastian Coates, uh, Jose Maria Jimenez. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Maxi's on there. Maximiliano Pereira, he is. Still hey, holding it still down. Still holding it down. They got Caceres. They got some good defenders. Yeah. Varela. The midfield is like, I guess, their question part. It's questionable yeah. part. Yeah, um, that midfield is just like, who? Exactly. But up top, Cavani and Suarez. That's all they really need, though. That, uh, yeah, they're just going to run through them. Yeah, I don't know a lot of a lot of uh, what they do through them, but yeah. So I think that's what it is. I, th- I think they'll take it take it out. That's probably one of the weaker groups I think in this World Cup. Oh yeah, without a doubt, one of the weakest groups. I mean, that's why I went to Russia. <laughs> true, 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 true. Group B, we'll go B. Portugal, Spain, Morocco, and Iran. Iran, yes. And yeah, I'm gonna be playing the very heavily favored Spain and <laughs> Portugal but I think Spain will go out number really? two oh, okay I think I think Portugal will be the, like the head of the group here okay you yeah think, I think that'll be a you, bit of an upset who do you think will win the matchup Portugal or Spain I think they will tie against each other 1-1 or nil nil. I think it will be and then yeah. I think Portugal will probably have a goal differential by one goal it'll be something like super close because okay. Portugal they played the knock them out, drag them out style yeah. of like uh, world football uh, last time when they they won the Euros mm-hmm. when they were like heavily underdog against yeah. a lot of teams uh, there in France, especially yeah. against France in France in the final. So like, <laughs> so, like they uh, manage that, yeah, yeah. So I, I I think yeah, and I think it's kind of weird how there's no pressure on Ronaldo right now. Yeah, which is like kind of interesting because I mean the dude just just his team club just won the third straight Champions League. And he still is like putting up crazy amount of like numbers still even, 
like uh, but like four years ago I felt like there was still like a lot of cameras and attention on them and I think it's going to be a little less so this year than it was back then and so I think they have a chance to maybe I think him he's probably has like a chip on his shoulder a little bit of like oh, yeah. like these motherfuckers like I gotta, I gotta remind them why I'm the best like he's that kind of like uh, sometimes asshole mentality but just like super driven it's like that you can kind of yeah. it'll be interesting there. it'll be interesting to see uh, Ronaldo go up against Ramos oh like, that's true yeah teammates yeah yeah, teammates, yeah. yeah. That, that's gonna be happening a lot of these World Cup yeah. matchups I mean like more so cause like half of that world champ- half of that Champions League winning squad is on that Spain squad mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like Ronaldo's like Ronaldo knows them and they yeah. know him so and the other half is like on Barca <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, so he knows that squad, but they know him as well. Yeah. So it just depends on how good that team around him can be to, like, working with him. Because yeah. they have a lot of young talent, too. Just yep. check, check out these Portugal. I'm going to read just the Portugal squad, and then I'm going to read the Spain squad. So Portugal, oh, they didn't list it out by position. Motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, Anthony Lopez, Beto, Rui Patricio still on the team. Bruno Alves still on the team. Uh, Isn't he injured, though? I thought he got injured recently. He might have. Um... Cedric uh, Suarez, Jose Fonte, Mario Pepe. Rui, uh, Pepe, uh, Rafael Guerrero, uh, Ricardo Pereira, Ruben Diaz, Adrian Silva is good. He's good in the midfield. Bruno yeah. Fernandez, Jao Mario also in the midfield, good. Yeah, Jao Moutinho also another good solid player. Manuel Fernandez, Carvalho, Carvalho, good winger, midfielder. And- Andre Silva, they got the two Silvas. Yeah. Bernardo Silva, they got the three Silvas, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about him. Damn, all they, the Silvas. They got all of them. They play all over. Cristiano, obviously. Yeah. Isn't uh, he technically a Silva too? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, there's a lot of Silvas. There's yeah. a lot of Silvas in Brazil too. Yeah. Right? No, I, remember, I remember there was like a thing. Da like, Silva. I remember there was like a Reddit post that showed like if, if Portugal actually used their last names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like half yeah. the officers <laughs> is Silva, Silva, Silva. That's so true though. But yeah, um... Uh, Gelson Martins, mm. uh, he's got the crazy dreadlocks, right? Uh, yeah, the uh, the weekend style hair. Yeah, like the old school weekend style like hair. Super cut. long, super long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who else we got? Goncalo Guedes yeah. and Ricardo Caresma, who's also still still talented dude out there. Yeah. I, I feel like Caresma has been around forever. Yeah, I mean, he's like he's like the same age as Ronaldo. He was, yeah. he was wasn't he originally supposed to be the the next wonder kid, but I, then I, Ronaldo yeah. just. I, I guess so, but Caresma has like some crazy ability that you could just flash out all of a sudden. Yeah, I feel did Caresma have like a bunch of tattoos removed recently or something like that? Cause he he had like freaking sleeved out, yeah, and I feel I feel like I saw him recently at another World Cup because I th- uh-huh. I thought he had like tattoos on his face and like. I didn't see him with the tattoo, so I thought he might have uh, gotten some tattoo removal or something like that. That I don't know. Might have know. pulled a Pharrell. <laughs> I don't know if you remember Pharrell has like all sleeved yeah, out. Yeah, he used to be sleeved out. Yeah, but now mm. not anymore. They got a. It's like painful. He's for the children now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like talking about being happy. You can only get yeah. so many tattoos. <laughs> exactly coming out in like those movies. But yeah, I think for I think for Portugal, it's gonna be Bernardo, both Silva's on the side helping out Ronaldo or. Yeah, and yeah. So I think they I think have a good midfield. They have a good midfield. That it just depends on how that those those attacking talents can step up for Ronaldo. And then Spain. Spain's crazy. Oh. Spain's mm-hmm. freaking crazy. I'm just gonna read this the squad. David de Gea, in goal probably. Pepe Reina. They got Kepa Arizar- 
uh, what is it? Arisa Balaga. Arisa Balaga. Jesus. Jeez. Probably not gonna play. Yeah. Thank, thank goodness. Uh, Jordi Alba, amazing. Nacho Monreal, also very good. You got Alvaro Odriozola, uh, Nacho Fernandez, another good player. <clears throat> Danny Carvajal. Hopefully he's back in time. You're right, because he got injured in the yeah. in the, the Champions League final. Yeah. PK. Uh, PK, he's there forever. <laughs> uh, which means we're gonna get some obligatory shots of uh, um, Shakira. Shakira up there in the stands, which is always a good yeah. good thing. Uh, Sergio Ramos, as we mentioned, the villain, mm-hmm. always always um, really ready to play that role. I like how on this website that I'm looking at, they have him listed as the enforcer. He's <laughs> <laughs> so willing to take a dirty foul. Yeah. Like you'll never find a guy more willing. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you need someone to trip him? I got you, man. Like, <laughs> I feel like Pika and Ramos. That's just like one of the best cornerback combinations oh, in the World Cup for sure. Because you got yeah. like. Both of them together. Like, yeah, semi-level-headed PK that can, like, kind of command the 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 defense. And you got Sergio Ramos, the enforcer. But... He's like a bull out there running around. Yeah. And bull in the shiny shop. And PK is more of, like, just the the, the, the the calm bear, like, that's sitting there back there. You know what I mean? Like, we got two animals ready to come and attack yeah. you like, with different come... ways. Though. <laughs> Each one will fuck you up. Right? It's kind of, that's how it is. Yeah, exactly. PK is so big, too, man. Yeah. Every time you see him out there, he's just, like, so huge. And he keeps up with everybody too, which is yeah. like, you know, you you think he would might have fallen off by now, especially playing in like top flight Bartha too. It's like, like they always like super competitive when it comes to like holding holding down the defense. But yeah. like, he's been there, man. He's been holding he's it down, been holding it down. He's been helping him PT settle into Barca and stuff. But yeah, exactly. So, um, moving on, um, Aspilicueta, also another like oh, yeah. outside back too that they could use. Um, Busquets, old man Busquets still there, and then they got some younger dudes who are really coming up too. Like, is uh, Nes on the squad or no? Iniesta, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's his last one because he re- he retired from Barca too. Yep. So this is his last go round. Last go round. Yeah, that's that's gonna be very emotional for them. Yeah. So well, I wonder if uh, if he can make it to the to the finals, if he can get the game winning cup, game winning goal like he did that one time, like two World Cups ago. Yeah, for the twenty ten. Yes, sir. All right, back again. Like, we never left. We were talking about the... <coughs> so Espanol, it's a... Espanol. España. Yeah, pretty much the, the Spanish side, they're pretty solid. I'd say they're probably second or third favorite in this World Cup. Uh, as we are talking about, though, Andres Iniesta, this is his last go-around. And that'll be crazy to see how he does. Yeah. Um, and to see how, how he actually plays and how much playing time they'll give him too yeah because i mean there i mean there's just so many more talented uh younger guys younger guys but i mean none of them have his like veteran experience so we'll see how how they decide to go from that but listen listen to all these guys though isco tiago alcantara david silva who doesn't have hair anymore <laughs> sao Niguez, coque marco sensio iago aspas diego costa Rodrigo Moreno and Lucas Vasquez. That's a solid, solid team, man. Yeah. What I like about this team is that they're giving, like, the young guys, mm-hmm. but, like, specifically, like, a lot of the Real Madrid younger guys are getting a good shot this year. Like, Isco and... Isco, uh, Vasquez, Vasquez, Nacho Fernandez. Right, and then, then uh, Asensio, too, is Asensio, really good. Yeah. Those guys were the super subs for, like, Real, like, the whole season. Or, like, we're, like, kind of playing on the edge of it with... Uh, 
how Zidane was uh, running the ship yeah. this season for them. But yeah, they're gonna have uh, they'll have their hands full. I think with Portugal. Yeah. So I think uh, in that group, that's kind of how it shakes out for Morocco and Iran. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Although I do see, I do see a tie with Portugal and Iran because they both play mm-hmm. very similar, like just holding, holding the line. Could happen. I could. Because I, I mean, they did that with uh, Argentina last World Cup, where they just held the line. Almost. It just came down. It came down almost. to just yeah. It came down to Messi <laughs> doing like a wonder goal. That was incredible. He scored yeah. in like five dudes. Yeah. <laughs> like cut in on like four of them. Just cut in like butter. But yeah, uh, definitely Portugal and Spain's group to lose. I mean, if Morocco or Iran make it out or even get a point, I'll be surprised, to be honest. Definitely. I agree. As we move on, though, we already talked about Group C. We'll move on to Group D. Uh, Argentina. I'm going to give you a hot take. All right. All right, all right. All right. So the group is Argentina, Iceland, Croatia, and Nigeria. You don't think Argentina's going to make it? No, I think they're going to make it, but I think Iceland's going to come out. Oh. Come out on top of that group. oh, as the number one? I think so. Oh. And it's weird because I, I say this based, Hot so, takes. based solely on FIFA right now because <laughs> I've been doing a lot of Sims. Yeah. And every time, it always shows Iceland beating Argentina. Really? And I'm like, what the fuck? And I've, I've run the simulation like four or five times and every time... Iceland somehow gets a goal. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Oh man! But I mean, at the same time, Iceland—they've, they're, they're the no, new they guys. they stepped it up. Yeah, they it, it's their debut. Out of nowhere. It's their debut World Cup. They got a lot to show, and I think they're gonna show it. And if I'm not mistaken, their first match is against Argentina. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, yeah. June 16th. I love just all the guys' names though yeah. on Iceland. <laughs> it's Halderson, Runnerson. Schramm, Arneson, Skulason, uh, Saeverson, uh, Ingason, Magnuson, <laughs> Ejelson, Sigurdsson, Gudmundsson, Bjornsson, <laughs> Trottsson, <laughs> Halfredsson, Sigurdsson, Skulason, Jigelson, Fridjonsson, <laughs> Gunnarsson, Finnbogason, <laughs> Jesus, Sigurdsson, <laughs> Bodvarsson. Goodmanson, yeah. I think there's only like Jesus. One, I think there's only like one player who doesn't end with son. Woo, my God, that's that. Yeah, they're all gonna sound the same. But like, it's just gonna be like, oh my goodness. Yeah, literally, <laughs> from at least from the lineup that I see, there's literally only one player whose last name doesn't end with son. It's Strom, right? It's yeah, like Strom. Frederick Strom. Yeah, Frederick Strom. Strom, Strom, something like that. Yeah, everyone else, <laughs> they're a son. Oh man, yeah. No, their their fans are amazing too. So I'm yeah. ex- well, well, I'm excited to see how they play though. Um, yeah. The rest of that group though is tough. They're like no cut, no. Uh, yeah, that that yeah. that was gonna be my like originally before I saw the group F, which is your group. That was gonna be my pick for group of death. Group, group O death. Yeah, because Iceland, like I said, they got a lot to prove. Pretty Ar- well, even because like even with Messi, like Argentina's not doesn't have like the depth no. that uh, maybe they've had in the past even. Mm-hmm. I'll agree with that, yeah. Because, I mean, Messi, he can only do so much, right. and like it's been it's been shown time and again that he can't do it all himself. It's kind of like LeBron, like mm-hmm. he can only take his team so far, but after a while, they're gonna break down. Like what happened in the finals right. this year? Right, exactly. And that's kind of was like the last World Cup I felt like with yeah. them. Uh, it's raining outside, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all good. Um, it might get wet though, actually. <laughs> Honestly, um, 
What were we saying though? Oh, but like Croatia, I mean, I think they got they got a lot of talent, man. They, this a, they're a solid team. They're like a very solid team. I mean, Mandzukic, Mandzukic, Perisic, they got Modric, uh, which Mod- is one of the best midfielders. Rakitic, Rakitic as well. They got a lot of guys, man. They got uh, they got a lot of guys up front. Perisic too is another good player. Yeah. Kalinic is good too. Um, yeah, they got a lot of good guys up front. I'm not too sh- I'm not too confident about their back line though. That's true. Yeah. Very true. That'll be like the make or break for them. But Mexico was able to score against them last World Cup and that was uh like I said again, kinda that they play up to some of those European teams that have talent but sometimes they don't put it all together all the yeah. time. So But they, the Croatian team they definitely got stars up up front. It's mm-hmm. just like when they play together very well. Um but yeah, I think Iceland might be able to take points against them. And Nigeria is like they're no uh, they're no slouch either. No. They're my pick for the best World Cup uniform <laughs> this season. They're so good, but they got some guys like that have played in the Premier League before that we've seen. Uh, John Obi Mikel or uh, Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, who else do we have here? Uh, Ahmed Musa, one of the forwards that they have. Uh, Victor Col- Moses in the past, in but the he, past. Was a, he was with Russia, I think. No, no, he played. He, he's, he's in he Chelsea was a, now. Yeah, he was Chelsea. He's on Chelsea now. That's right. They have uh, Kalechi Iniacho with oh, Leicester yeah. City. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Iwobi from Arsenal. So they got guys too. They I got, mean, they got a lot. Of, they got a lot of speed. Definitely, they got a lot of speed for sure. Definitely. So I mean, they can. Might, they might be able to get some points against Iceland yeah. or Croatia or Argentina. Honestly, yeah, like. It's all. That's why I said. That's why, I, like, honestly, I thought like this was gonna be like a group of death. Like, points can be can be taken or stolen anywhere. So you have Argentina as this number two, and then Iceland as number one. Yeah, I'll still go Argentina number one. Uh huh. And then that's tough. Yeah, lose your number two. Do you think Croatia can hold it down with their veteran, with their veteran premier like top flight league proven players or? Iceland, the young incomers, young incomers. Man, uh, I really want to go Iceland because I want to root for that thunderclap. Yeah, the skull, the skull chant. Yeah. Skull. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that whole thing. Yeah. Nigeria, I just want to keep seeing the uniforms play. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I think Croatia is probably the solid. I'll go Croatia. Croatia. I'm going to go with Chalk on that one okay. for Group D. As we advance to Group E. Uh, we've got some, uh, you got one power and I think everything else is pretty even from there. Cause we got yeah. Brazil, Switzerland, uh, the Costa Ricanos and Serbia. Yeah. Brazil, definitely hands down favorite to make it out of that group. They're looking oh, for yeah. revenge. They're yeah. looking to They're get getting them. nine points easy. And like yeah. in the last game they're playing like reverse reserve strikers, they're which like are still easy. like Bobby Firmino yeah. and like and they're still gonna <laughs> Gabriel go Jesus and like, shit. Like, like They're, they're going to be looking to make like five goals each game type yeah. of situation because they're, they're, they're hungry. They're going to be after Germany. I think the toughest game will be Costa Rica for them because of how they play on defense. Yeah, and they got Kaylor Navas. Ex- exactly. Exactly. He can neutralize like two or three goals from you yeah. just by himself. And I like, mean, like Neymar, Neymar has been on a rampage during those friendlies. Yeah, he's been like with on like a mission to prove prove like everybody that he's like the shit pretty much. Especially with how his season at PSG went, like he's just he's, got injured at the end. Yeah, he was, show, he was showboating like crazy against some of those smaller teams, yeah. and everybody was getting pissed off at him because of it. Or a lot of people were. Yeah. But man, yeah, that Brazil team is like I think. What do you think? Are they number one? Number two? Number three? 
They're in the top three for They're sure. They're definitely in the top three. I think I said Spain was the, no, the second favorite. Mm-hmm. I think I might have to bump them down for Brazil because I think it's between Brazil and Germany. Right, and I'll me. probably take Germany ahead of them a little bit, but... Yeah, for me, for me, my top three. Hairs. My for me, my top three remain Brazil, Germany, and France. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Spain is like right on the edge of number four. That might be true. Yeah, but yeah, after Brazil, the rest of the teams is Switzerland, Serbia, and Costa Rica. Costa Rica, like we mentioned, they got Kaylor Navas, but then the rest of that squad is pretty much coming from one club in Costa Rica. Yeah, I mean, true. Joel Joel Campbell. Joel Campbell, yeah. They got him up there, and Brian Ruiz mm-hmm. uh, was another player. But, yeah, they kind of do the same thing. All the players play on the same team kind of thing. So, on the one hand, they do have a familiarity with each other, but on the other hand, they, they play in a Costa Rican league, so they're not really experienced internationally. So Yeah, they're not playing top flight com- competition. Exactly. Unless, exactly. They're, unless they're playing in, uh, what is it? Uh, North American, what is it? The it's like Conca like Cap Champions League or something yeah. like that. It's it's like Champions League too, but like it's just called something else. Basically, I think it's Con- the Conca Cap Champions, Champions League. Yeah, not as exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it gets exciting once you get to uh, like the the closer to the end of yeah, it. Yeah, closer to the end. But like the more exciting is definitely UEFA Champions League and then Commonwealth Champions League, and then from there it's a toss up. Yeah, it always ends up being like a team from Mexico and then like a team from maybe maybe from the MLS sometimes or Rarely. some Rarely. like in the top four where they might make yeah. it, but like then it'll be like sometimes it's too many Mexican clubs. Sometimes That's what it usually is. Yeah, it's <laughs> usually, usually that, and every once in a while they play like another team. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's like. So who do you have exciting. going? Who do you have going out aside from Brazil? Mm, Switzerland does have some talent too, though. Granny Shaka. Shaka yeah. there. Um, who else? I'm looking at the roster right now. Shakiri. Shakiri, that's right. They got Shakiri. Is also another good player. Um, I'm looking at their freaking uh, strikers and none of the guys are like really. Mbolo. Hmm. Briel Mbolo. But. Carter Rodriguez, defender, is pretty good. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Serbia. Th- Serbia's got some sneaky players in there. Like they've got Ivanovic. I yeah. always forget that he's Serbian. Alexander Kolarov, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they got some dudes. Yeah, Matic, Nemanja Matic. Nemanja Matic, very good player. Yeah. Um, in the midfield. Jovic. Um. Vladovic. Vladoviches. Yeah, Mitrovic isn't too bad of a striker for them either. Yeah, that's true. Um, they got they got a little bit of talent. They got a little pr- proven talent, but uh, yeah, that's that's like picking hairs. I'll go yeah. Costa Rica because I'm gonna root for the Concacaf team. Concacaf team. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I saw. And I Donovan's, think Did you see Donovan's tweet? No. What he say? He's like, yeah, I gotta support all the Concacaf teams because that means if a, a better. Better U.S. means a better CONCACAF teams overall or something like that. Better CONCACAF will probably mean a better U.S. because they got to yeah. keep up with it. Exactly. So he's, he's rooting for CONCACAF teams in the World Cup. He's, he specifically mentioned Mexico and the other CONCACAF teams. That's also part of they got to sell everything. Yeah. Oh, he's not part of Fox Sports. Though. No. no yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's part of Lyon. <laughs> he's playing again. Yeah. Forgot. He's not doing media anymore yeah. This for this World Cup like he did last one. Yeah. Um, but... uh. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. Brazil and Costa Rica. Costa Rica just on that defense might be able to pull it off. I think so too. They, that's they they just get like one or two flashes of brilliance from Ruiz, mm-hmm. and then that's enough. Because I think they'll probably have like a couple one one nil nil uh, score lines. Mm-hmm. Um, as we move on, we already went through Group F. We'll go through Group G. Belgium, Panama, Tunisia, and England. Your thoughts? <laughs> this is definitely. I definitely think it's going to be England coming out on top, and then I want to say Belgium, but I honestly feel they're one of the more overrated teams in the World Cup. Every and year, you every year they're, always, they're overrated. <laughs> they, they barely made it out, and they barely beat U.S. Like, that U.S. team last World Cup didn't really have any business making it out of the group, but they did. Oh, man, that was the game where what's-his-name played on his head. Um, um, a keeper, what am I thinking? Howard. Howard, yeah. He had like 20 saves or something like that yeah. game. Something ridiculous. Ridiculous <laughs> yeah. saves, yeah. Yeah, it's always like freaking Lukaku. Lukaku. <laughs> Lukaku. <laughs> yeah, Romulo is just like, he's a good player, but sometimes you just out and out like individual talent. He sometimes doesn't have that extra oomph that you need in the well, like competition, it's, but it's, it's weird. It's like yeah. weird. It's kind of like what you said about Spain and France even like earlier. Like they mm-hmm. have all this talent. But they don't have a coach that can bring them all together and like make yeah. use of all that talent. Because they have a talented squad. They got Eden Hazard, Thor, like the other Hazard brother. He's pretty talented too. Dude, check out this roster though. Like Thibaut Courtois in that. Uh, Toby uh, Alderweireld. Oh, their defense is like they're, they're, they're like the... The bread and butter for sure. Well, I was going to say some parts of like some, they're a little bit lacking on their, their fullbacks a bit. Well, yeah, I'll agree with the fullbacks, but I mean, their their CVs are one of a kind. I mean, yeah, they got their company, Vermalen, Vermalen, yeah, Vincent Company, Jan Vertonghen. Vertonghen always has to play out of position, though. He always plays like a right back, I think. Yeah. But um, they got Thomas Munier. He can he can definitely help with the right with the fullback positions. I think, yeah, right? yeah, true. Um, yeah, but that midfield. The midfields where they got like so much, so much talent though. It's just so much that Nyangolan didn't even make the team this year. Yeah, it was sent him home. They didn't even uh, give him an invite to Russia, yeah. which was a big surprise, man. I'm, I'm going to miss his neck tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, we got Fellaini, Alex Witzel, Kevin De Bruyne, Eden Hazard, uh, Chadley on the team. Freaking Musa Dembele. Musa Dembele is always underrated, I think. Yeah. Um, Dorgan Hazard, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, the forwards up top, got Bastuayi. Yannick Carrasco is really good. Um, Adnan uh, Januzic Januzic Yeah And then Big Rom And then Dre's Mertens He's had a really good year With Napoli actually Oh really? Yeah Napoli had a pretty good run Through the champions I think they made the Round of 8 or something Something like that Yeah, yeah. What, Was it the champions Or was it the uh, Europa? I thought they made it Pretty far through the Europa It might have been Europa You might be right But yeah. no Um what was I seeing? What was I seeing? Oh, Napoli, they had a good run in uh, uh, going for um, uh, the league. I think they finished like second behind Juve. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Mertens had a good year, though. Mertens had a good year. Yeah, it just depends if they can pull it together. But yeah, like I said, it's Belgium's, it's Belgium's group to lose second. I definitely think England, they're definitely, they've definitely improved over the past couple of World Cups. They finally seem to have it together. Okay, yeah. Carrasco used to play for uh, Atletico Madrid. That's where mm, he was at. That's right. He's playing that's in right. China now. Oh, shit. That's why I was like, I didn't recognize the name. 
Hmm? Dalian Yifang is the team he's playing for. Oh shit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the thing about Belgium too is like there's a, a like within the country itself there's a divide culturally because there's like with the Flemish and then the Danish or something like that or yeah, whatever like something like that yeah yeah it's uh hold on I'm, I'm gonna I, I don't want to mess up the ethnic uh <coughs> Flemish versus the Walloons <laughs> ah is that right that sounds right Flemish <laughs> Walloon members of two predominant cultural and linguistic groups of modern Belgium yep. Yep. Flemings who constitute more than half of the Belgian population speak Dutch, sometimes called ne- Netherlandic or Belgian Dutch, also called Flemish by English speakers, and live mainly in the north and west. Boom. So yeah, there's that too. So it's kind of uh, Roberto Martinez. He's got the the tough job of kind of bringing that together a bit. And Belgium's always kind of been that way too, where it's more like individualistic, and then see if they can bring it together. I think they'll get advanced, but. In terms of when they get in the knockout stages, that's when that is going to bring them problems. Yeah. Unle- unless they can get a guy like Hazard or De Bruyne just to be on fire, I think. Otherwise, it's going to be problems. It's going to be. I think it's going to be Lukaku and like all his headers just going in, going ham. Yeah, I think he's going to have a good good cup. Yeah, I think I think Lukaku will have a good cup. My question for you is. I like the jerseys too. Yeah. Jerseys. <laughs> My question for you is: Do you think Panama can at least salvage a point? At least one point for their debut World Cup. I think they'll take it from Tunisia. You think so? Yeah. Nil nil. Nil nil? Sock them, drag them out. <laughs> Matchup. Okay, okay. I, I think they could do it. But, uh, yeah, the Panamanians, they're the underdog story. They're always, always super tough, though. They're always super. I mean, they knocked out the U.S. this year. Yeah, I mean, it's physically tough. They're always, like, physically marvels. Every time oh, yeah. I see Mexico play them in, like, the early rounds of, like, the... Uh, Copa de Oro, man. They're like, look at a football team out there sometimes. It's like a fucking rugby game. Yeah, Yeah, like a rugby match. They got a couple dudes with big old afros out there just looking big old broad shoulders, like playing in the defense. If you think Sergio Ramos is a dirty player, just wait until you see the Panama team. The (laughs) Panamanians and the Costa Ricans and, like, some of them, like, they they get down, bro. Yeah, they do. They really do. Yeah, like... They can get get into it, man. Peruvian side, too, man. Like... (laughs) Little scrappy like uh, teams from the Americas are like, can, they can uh, kind of how it is. Even like some of the bigger teams sometimes too. Argentina, oh, yeah. especially if it's like, a rivalry game. We get Uruguay we, also. They always have like that that kind of edge to them. Yeah, Uruguay, Chile back in the day before they became more finesse. True. Before they were all attacking. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, it'll be England though that comes out on top. I think England will actually be number one in this, and then I think Belgium will come in second. I agree for sure. England, yeah. Like I said, they, they have all the talent right now. They have a good amount of talent, good amount of defense, good amount of midfield. I think they'll, they have enough to make it out of this group. Definitely. England-Belgium, um, who do you think will win in that game? Or do you think it'll be a tie? Mm, that's a tough one. I think it'll be England that takes England. it, and I think that'll decide the group. Yeah, I definitely think it'll be that too. And, like, and it is the last game too. It's one of the last games, and the group is gonna be England Belgium. So, mm-hmm. yep, it'll definitely be, it'll definitely come down to who can win that game. Yeah, the, I think both of them will probably have a, have a clinched advancing by that point. Yeah, um, if not being close to doing it. Uh, but yeah, this England team finally, for the first time in a while, has like a lot of uh, young talent, and I think people are not. Um, well, if you're, like, an England fan, you're, like, used to, like, constantly being, like, disappointed over and over and over <laughs> again. So, it could be tough 
still oh. remember that goal from the, I think the U.S. scored on England where it just went through the keeper's legs. Yeah, just like every year it's something else, something else, something yeah. else. But this year, man, they finally got a lot of good talent. Um, and I think that they're young enough that they've kind of like not remember. They don't really remember or they want to part some of that that past history of uh, not being able to come together. But they got Danny Rose, Eric Dyer, Kyle Walker. Uh, Trippier, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, who came on this season for Liverpool, John Stones, Phil Jones, Phil Jones, Gary Cahill, Ashley Young, moving from the left wing to the left back. Yeah, yeah. And he, he was good for you for Manchester United as a left back player. He was. He so was. I definitely, I definitely think it'll be because Kyle Walker is a left back or is he a right back? Walker plays right back. I want to say. Okay. Because he he's on the team. But it's like, you can put Rose out there. You're going to put Alexander-Arnold. You're going to put... Ashley Young. Did Young make the team? Yeah, he should have. At least on my thing, it shows he made the team. He might be listed as a midfielder still, but he's he's a defender now. Oh, there he is. Yeah, I see him there. Yeah, he's listed over here. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of those players who slowly transitioned into defensive. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he's just a veteran. He knows the defenses now. Manu has a plethora of guys that have done that, though. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> the Ecuadorian player did the same thing. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Um, Valencia. Valencia. Valencia, yeah. They, are, they have a couple <clears throat> guys that have done that before. Uh, yeah, in the midfield, Jordy Henderson... Uh, Lingard, Lingard. Loftus Cheek, also an option. Deli Ali. Up top, Raheem Sterling. Yeah, Ali always is. Sterling, Harry Kane, Jamie Vardy, Rashford, Welbeck. Welbeck. That's a good amount of talent. That's a good amount. I mean, like Marcus Rashford, he's he's an incredibly young, talented kid, but he might not even see the game because of Harry Kane and Jamie Vardy. Right. That's what's crazy. Yeah. I mean, Rashford, you can play out wide or in the midfield a little bit more. Yeah, he can definitely play out wide. But then you're taking time away from guys like Raheem Sterling or Lingard or like, like geez, or Ali possibly. It's like yeah. how what's the right combination of how you like configure those guys, and that's gonna be like the toughest like challenge I think from England in terms of yeah. how to utilize it, because otherwise then you have sometimes maybe oh, too much overlapping skill or guys are wanting the ball and things of that nature. So. It'll be tough. It'll be uh, interesting to see how everything kind of shakes out. But I think they uh, they have the talent for sure. And it's uh, we'll see how uh, how good Harry Kane because I think he it'll depend on how how far he how well he plays is how well England is gonna you know play. Definitely agree. Yeah. If if not Harry Kane, it'll be up to Vardy. And yeah. Vardy, he's a he's a bit of a wild card to himself at least off mm-hmm. off the off the. Field. Yeah, and like with Kane it was weird too. Remember, I was watching the last World Cup or no, the Euros yeah, a couple Euros. years ago, and they had Harry Kane taking the corner kicks for some reason. Yeah, which was super weird. I was like, "Here's your striker, probably one of your best guys that like of heading the ball onto the net, and he's taking your corner kicks." It was like super weird. They're like, "Yeah, we have other options, but we figured this was what we're most comfortable doing." It's like it didn't make sense for some yeah. reason. But like little things like that, just like they don't. They don't always, like, everything doesn't always add up to how much you expect it to with them <laughs> all the time. Yeah, let's, let's, hope they, let's hope they pull it together, because I'd be yeah. excited to see England make a deep run into the, into the World Cup. Yeah, their, their fans are always, like, freaking tortured through a bunch of stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah self-sabotage themselves. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'll, I'll take England on that group. 
And then finally we got Group H. Um, this one I think is probably one of the more evenly balanced groups that we've kind of seen. I agree. Poland, Senegal, Colombia, Japan. We got teams from four different continents all getting down in the boogie. Uh, I will give you my thoughts first and then we'll go to Miguel. Uh, okay. I'm thinking Colombia takes this one running away. Because okay. they're the most talented team here. Okay. But I think Poland is a very strong number two. And I think Poland is ranked higher in the world rankings than Colombia. But Colombia I mean, like, has that just that swag about them of, okay. of, of like uh, a couple of their top, like, top guys. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we've seen James in the past do his thing. Um, but uh, they're a little deeper than that even, too, um, as I'm blanking here. Mm -hmm. Uh Freaking, who else we got? Uh, Falcao. Falcao still on the team. Yeah, Muriel, be. Muriel still very good Muriel, too. Yeah. Um, wow, what am I thinking? Uh, ch -ch -ch -ch. Um, Sabata still on that team. Sabata, you're right, yeah. exactly. Carlos Sanchez is still on that team. He's still holding it down. Baca. Should still be on there. Oh, Cuadrado. That's who I was thinking of. Cuadrado. Cuadrado. Oh, yeah, he's on that team. Yeah, they listed him as Juan Guillermo Cuadrado. <laughs> so I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't see him right there. But, uh, yeah, James definitely, I think, controls everything. <laughs> but Colombia is like kind of that same mix of like very stout defenses, like very tough physical guys. <laughs> um, kind of like we we're saying before, Muriel is a big guy too. Um, Zapata is a big guy. Uh, Davinson Sanchez these are guys that play like abroad mm -hmm. Santiago Arias um, Oscar Murillo Puchuca like a lot of these guys they play a different top top level club so I think they got that talent there uh, to kind of build and have a strong enough base around James because mm -hmm. I think that was a good recipe for them in the last World Cup is they just everybody did their job and they let James work and that dude just freaking Every time we got the ball, like anywhere near the box, he yeah. was just like sending a rocket to the goal. <laughs> like, he, he was yeah. so on fire, man. He was got him a lot of money, earned himself <laughs> a lot of money to go to Real Madrid after that World Cup. Oh yeah, he's still oh. living off that contract. For sure. <laughs> that contract's <laughs> almost up though, so he needs to yeah. he needs to put on another show if he wants to get paid again. That is true. But I think what this, the main competition is going to be Poland, right? Poland, Japan too. I mean, Japan's got some got some good striker guys. Shinji, Shinji uh, Kagawa, Kagawa from Man U days. Let's see who else is J Japan. I think Honda's still on there, or no, not um, the guy who used to play for AC Milan. Um, Kusuke. What's his name now? Uh, I'm looking at this Japanese squad and they're all looking super foreign to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Oh no, hold on. I'm, I'm looking at the Korean squad. Hold on. Because I type in Japan uh -huh. and it goes like, because they play in the Japanese yeah. league, so mm -hmm. the, Jap the Japanese teams come on. <laughs> I'm screwing up. You're right. Um. Uh oh. What's up? What's going on? Choking. Molly's been smoking too much. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta put the pack down. 
Oh, Ka- uh, Ka- Honda? Kaisuke oh, yeah, Honda? Kaisuke Honda. He, he now, plays for he, Pachuca he, now. Yeah, Pachuca That's now, right, yeah. I forgot about that. And then uh, Okazaki, he's another talented striker for them up top. Inouye, he plays for Ibar on Spain. Yeah. Uh, Tagawa, we've mentioned. Yeah, like like I said, Japan has some sneaky players. Like, They may not all be starters, but they're all, they're all definitely internationally experienced. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Um, more so than uh, you would expect. Yeah. More so than I would expect now yeah. that I'm looking through <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, right? Yeah. They so got yeah. like guys playing in Turkey, they got playing in like Germany, Spain. So Yeah, Nagatomo back in the day. But yeah, I, I def for me I think it's gonna be Colombia, Japan. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I do like Lewa, Lewandowski for Poland leading the team, but for me, like you said, it's a balanced team. It's like a group of death light light version. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, because I, well, I do believe Hamas and that team has built a strong. There's, for me, from what I've seen in the World Cup qualifiers firsthand, they're easily susceptible to getting broken down. Like if you can expose them early on, mm-hmm. they can't recover usually. Yeah, they're kind of like those teams that need to be up front. They play yeah. better, way better ahead. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, Poland guys, guys like Blazikowski, who's been around, mm-hmm. uh, Pisek. Also, a very solid defender uh, for Dortmund. Mm-hmm. Um, Glick from Monaco. Uh, Berzinski, uh who's been around as well, too. So they, they have some, some talent. Szczesny is obviously their keeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, the backup for Juve. Or now going to be the starter, I guess, next season, right? Yeah. Because, um, right, isn't, what's his name done? Gigi? Gigi, Gigi done with yeah. Juve. Yeah. Gigi no Juve said he shed a tear. <laughs> Didn't get a chance to have uh, right out in the sunset with Italy, man. We can fail to make it this year. Yeah. Poland's very high ranked though, like in the FIFA rankings, I think. I think yeah. it's they're, they're overinflated a bit. Yeah, they're at number ten right now, I think. Eek. All right, so yeah, I guess to wrap it up against Group H, you have what? Colombia number one and Japan number two. Yeah, I would say Colombia number one. Even though what I even though my criticism against them still hold, I still think they have enough talent to hold on to that number one spot and make it out as the leaders. Yeah, because you don't really see some of the other teams blowing them away necessarily. Yeah, I would say Colombia number one, Poland number two. Because even though they're overranked, I think or over overhyped a bit, I think mm-hmm. I'll take that. So gotta be careful with Senegal though. Yeah, Senegal. All these African teams that they can come up and like. Uh, Take yeah, I think uh, no. I wouldn't be surprised if Nigeria makes it through. I wouldn't be surprised if Senegal sneaks in. I just feel bad for Egypt, Morocco. Egypt, obviously. I think yeah. uh, I think they have a great chance to move ahead. I feel bad for Tunisia and Morocco. They're the weaker teams, but they got placed in some of the tougher groups. Yeah, they got some some heavy hitters in there. Yeah. Um, and England or like in excuse me in the, in the Europe, they got the European heavy hitters. Some of yeah. them, but uh, that's what happens, man. That's the World Cup. Yeah, just uh, luck of the draw. Gotta deal with the with the card you dealt. I mean, I mean, your group, for example, is that right? You got the number one heavy hitter in your group. Yeah, I think uh, overall, who do you think is uh, the favorite? I guess to win it, just to to give kind oh. of a at, like looking at it from the beginning, because I think we'll, we'll probably have another chance yeah. to get talk talk again when the, the uh, right. group stages are done with and we get to the knockout rounds, but. What right, are you thinking? Right now, for me, it's it's definitely a toss-up between Brazil or Germany. From what I've seen in the friendlies and the qualifiers, France, well, good, like you mm-hmm. said. Yeah. They just don't have enough to, to make it through all the way to the end. Argentina, as much as I love them, or not as love them, but as much as I support Messi, like, try to make it through, he doesn't have enough. Spain, 
they'll definitely make it to the quarterfinals. But yeah, it's definitely going to be Brazil, Germany. And I look forward to a Brazil, Germany final just, just to see if it's another 7 1 or if Brazil can reverse that on them or. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. <clears throat> I will say. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I'll probably take the same exact two same matchups because they're just they seem like they're just one A, one B mm-hmm. and it's just um if if there's if everything's equal and there's no like major injuries or, you know, refereeing decisions that cost games and stuff like that, that obviously the chicanery can definitely happen. <laughs> yeah. Especially being in Russia, you know, the Russians having involvements in different things. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if somehow they try to rig a game to make Russia have a chance to advance oh, yeah. out of the game, out of the, uh, the group stages. Um, yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if they give them a game against Saudi Arabia with a bad PK or something. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty much that France is kind of like they always seem to have that missing element when they need to, unlike the bigger games. At least since. I've been watching. Obviously, the, the was it 2002 when they won it? Uh, With the headbutt? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That was uh, 2006? Yeah, I want to say 2006. 2006 was yeah. Zidane. <laughs> Zidane. But before then, before then, they had a team with, like, Henri and, like, yeah. a whole bunch of guys, like Patrick Vieira and, like, mm-hmm. a whole bunch that, like, that won it all. Um, it's kind of their golden yeah. generation. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll close it out with that. And we'll wrap it up. It's been a nice little recap. There's yeah. a lot of storylines. Actually, one more thing. We'll talk one yeah. more thing. Your thoughts on the on the most fire jerseys for this Ooh. World Cup? Because there's some fire ones this year. I like a lot of yeah. the teams. I think I honestly didn't get a chance to look at too many of them, but I gotta agree with you about the Nigeria one. That one's one of the sickest jerseys I've seen. Yes. I kind of. I mean, the thing with the South American jerseys is because that's what I'm used to, and we don't really change our jerseys too much. We kind of keep it classic. Yeah. I like, do like no the Peruvian what. slash across the, the, the red. Yeah. They changed it. They, they kind of freaked it a little different with the numbers, I think, yeah. this year, right? Because yeah, kind of, it cuts into the red a little bit, yeah. right? Didn't they, didn't they make it a little bit that way? Yeah, yeah this year they did, but the I mean, for the most bigger. part, yeah, for the mm-hmm. most part, we keep it the same. Same with Brazil. I mean, that's a classic jersey. You can't change yeah. a Brazil jersey. Right. But yeah, no, I need to take a better look at the jerseys. But did you see Germany's jerseys? Did you see their like their the green ones? No, they're I'll show them, show them to you. They're pretty. It's pretty fire, man. They got some. They got some cool ones. If I can unlock my phone, I got a new phone, folks. Finally, it's been forever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, all right, we're like in the. Oh fun. damn, that's like. That's like some throwback jerseys. That's what I'm saying. There's yeah. a lot more, a lot of like the throwback designs and stuff like that going on. Damn. I mean, even even the regular white jerseys are pretty slick too. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like re- reminiscent of uh, of their um, 1988 like World Cup mm-hmm. jerseys that they used to have. See, look at that, like side to side, like you see the retro and then the, yeah. the new ones. It's yeah. just without the colors, mm. but it's the same elements. So Adidas really had a lot of them like that too. Like check out, I don't know if you saw Spain, uh, Spain's national jersey this year. It has like the on the side. Mm-hmm. It looks like their '90s teams, where it's oh. like that. See, like the dis- yeah. It's got like the the kind of the geometric shape yeah, patterns yeah. running down like the right side. Mm-hmm. Even their away jerseys is kind of funky too. Very throwbacky. Trying to see which one color those ones are. The white ones. Yeah, the white and blues, like baby blue. What is it? Let's see. Spain World Cup jersey. 
Or is it? I'm not seeing it. Hmm. Yeah, how teams like freak the secondary jerseys like it really dictates them. <coughs> Colombia has some sick ones this year. Do they? They ha it's the same thing. It's a uh, Adidas. Uh, like check it out. See, like on the side. Uh huh. The, the side checker. Oh yeah yeah. Yeah, so they made it kind of old school. But their second jersey is damn forty bucks for that one. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm about to about to make an impulse purchase right now. <laughs> Shoot, I'm not a fan of Colombia, but they got some nice ones, a nice kit. Yeah. Their away jersey though that, is is the blue one. Yeah, the blue, blue and orange. Yeah, which is interesting. I kind I like it. It's like they're representing Netherlands in spirit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, kinda, kinda. Oh, I'm getting give me flashbacks, man. What a penal. No, I don't. No, I don't. Did we see that game together? Ah, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, like that in uh, downtown LA, right? Yeah, that was a rough one. <laughs> God dang it! Uh, what a what a game! Or did we watch? The, I wonder if we watched the Croatia one. I think we might have been Croatia. Yeah, well, I think we watched the Croatia one, but yeah, because it was a winner. I remember yeah. like walking around like happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you were still mad about the game before. <laughs> yeah. No, the penal that one was afterwards. Was it? Yeah, because I was in like the, the elimination. Oh shit. Yeah, that's why yeah. it was such a big deal. <laughs> because uh dude, Gio Gio scored in that game too. That's right. <laughs> and he gave him a one nil lead and then they came back and scored and then it was tied and it was like the last five to ten minutes of the match ready to go into like extras and this motherfucker goes and flops like a fish <laughs> <laughs> inside the box, goddamn Iron Robin. Um Another jersey I like is got to be the England away jersey. It feels very crusadery. Yeah. It has like that cross down the center, kind of like like faded into the red. Let me see if I can see. Let me. Let me uh, I don't know if I've seen their secondary. Yeah, feels very. Know. Looks very medievalish, like medieval style, like yeah. coat of arms type shit. Like. Oh, the, this one, this white one right here? No, 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 the red one. This one right here? Yeah, there's like a cross oh, if you look into it. Oh, I see it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm not mad at that one either. Yeah. yeah. That's not too bad. Yeah. We'll see how that one looks off, uh, comes off. Um, the other one that's always solid is like France. France always has like... Uh, France is always very clean with their jerseys. Yeah. Always real solid. One of my favorite, it's not the French national team, but one of my favorite jerseys has got to be like, I think it was like the 2014 or 2015 PSG jersey. Uh-huh. It was just so clean. It just looked yeah. like a shirt you could wear out like in public. Like. The, yeah. That's the thing I, I like about the, the, the Mexico jerseys this year, the white ones. Mm -hmm. It's it's like kind of real simple, like to the point. I don't know if you had a chance to see them. There's yeah. either. Um, here, I'll pull them up for you. Um like right here here's here's the green one so it's uh -huh. kind of the same adidas template that, yeah, yeah. that they all use but it's a little it's not overstated so yeah. it's, it's it works it's uh -huh. but it's like the traditional one so it's nothing too over the top but here's yeah. the white one though. yeah i see that the, yeah. the white one is clean. is pretty pretty clean reminds me of um you remember the third kit jersey for Bayern Munich like three years ago? With the white ones? The white, red, and like right, gray. red, red, and blue, and gray. Yeah, stripes. I, I have that jersey. That because I like I saw that design. Yeah. And I was like, I need to have that jersey because it was like. Yeah, I remember that one was a cool one. Yeah. I like the colors and how like it just broke it up all together. Yeah, and I remember everything. I bought it. I bought that jersey online, like through one of those websites. Uh huh. 
and like it was, it, had, it was using the those Asian sizes. Oh, so yeah. when I bought it, I was like, "Shit, it's not gonna fit." And uh-huh. it didn't fit. Now it does, but oh, this is the true jersey. <laughs> oh, you got the pro one on. Uh, I'm gonna be wearing this this entire <laughs> week. Whenever the games are on, that's gonna be my lucky jersey. Shoot. Yeah, I got. I don't know what I'm gonna wear because I got a couple of them now. Yeah. I got two of them that say Caballero on the back now because <laughs> I got the one in the mail that's coming. I'll probably yeah. wear the white one for game one. But I have the red one long sleeve that uh-huh. they wore the last World Cup. Oh, okay. That was their alternate, like not the. Uh huh. They had the green one and they had the red one with the. The, the little, like, like earthquake looking pattern yeah, yeah. thing or whatever on it I like that one I thought that was pretty fresh the green ones were cool but I didn't like how they had the crest in the middle yeah Croatia Croatia or just some funky one I remember Croatia had the checkered ones usually yeah they always have the checkered but yeah. sometimes they pull it off better than the other time Luka Modric Ooh, they have a black alternate. Yeah, check it out. Like the the number is like off centered. Oh okay. Kind of different. Like over here to the side. Japan's isn't too bad. At least in game. Alrighty. That Croatia away jersey though. Yeah, the the way one I like that. It's understated, yeah. the black and the blue pattern. Yeah. I'm not sure how much of this we picked up, but we're back. Our computer was like about to be on the edge of dying, so I'm not sure if y'all heard this, but we'll we'll fix it. We'll tweak it. Just going through some of the jerseys. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think who else who else has some. Germany, I really like theirs though. Um, the green ones though, those are so crazy. So, so 90s. They're so, so out 90s, there. It's yeah. so out there for a Germany jersey, too. Yeah. You're like, man. I I'm not feeling South Korea's. Nah. You gotta put Nigeria, though. Let me see. The Super Eagles. Do somebody else. Yeah, check out Portugal or somewhere. Ooh. Those ones though, the Ooh. limes, bro. Those very, very colorful. Those yeah. ones are sick with the with the the pattern, the jig, the the jagged one. Yeah. You're gonna see like dude just flying around the pitch on those. Uh-huh. Oh, and even that away jersey is pretty. Yeah, pretty got nice and clean too. The dark green and the lime green. Yeah. Understated. Very understated. I like that. Portugal's is solid again, yeah. like they always are. Nothing too crazy. Yeah. Panama, like there's a lot of teams that have red and yeah. white. The like, style of that jersey, though, I've always been a fan of that type of collar for the Panama jersey. Oh yeah, I've always liked that type of collar. It's like the Asian style collar or something. Yeah. Like in the like the, the Asian men's shirts and jackets and stuff. Mhm. Yeah, that's a collar you don't really see that often. Pretty cool, kind of different. Yeah, like Poland and like freaking bunch of teams like that have. Serbia, a lot of teams have uh, like red and white. Yeah. Ooh. We got a little. It's gonna be Pumas though, so it's gonna yeah. be super tight and like there's gonna be sweat everywhere. <laughs> but I like I like the under under design that they have on their jersey. That's true. That's a cool one. Um, let's see. World Cup jerseys.
I kind of like, uh, even though I don't like Argentina, I kind of like how they did it this year. With uh, the, the stripes kind of intermeshed with each other. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that away jersey, yeah. Oh, like the, the home? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, the home, too. See, so it kind of fades in and out? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit? I see it. The away jersey's like that Adidas template. Mm. But it's a cool one, though. Cause it's like an old school. It's like the same template, but not really. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, I see it. Like Mexico's and Colombia's are all different, but it's the same gen like gen like general idea. Mm -hmm. With those geometric shapes and patterns on the sides, really ninety style. The Socceroos, those are cool. That's the secondaries. Mm -hmm. Little stripe across. Uruguay's got a little underprint too. Oh uh, yeah, I see. I think all the Puma teams kind of have that. Yeah. Anyway, I really like the Nigerian, <laughs> the Nigerian ones. Those are pretty freaking fresh. I think a lot of people are uh, also agreeing that. Anyway, we'll leave y'all with that. Just some World Cup preview. We'll give you some more. Recaps. I'll probably be giving you stuff as it's uh, unfolding, but we'll we'll probably reconvene as uh, we get to the knockout stages. Yeah, we'll reconvene at the knockout stages for sure. We'll talk about if Peru made it or if Mexico made it. We'll talk about our hopes and expectations oh, going yeah, forward. Definitely <coughs> knock on some wood right there for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, you want to shout out any socials or anything or? No, still keep not. It, keep it low key. Still keeping it low key. Not too many socials right now. Just making making financial and personal moves. So so that's always a positive, man. But yes, sir. Onward and upwards, and that's how we're doing it. That's what the show's about. Keep yes, it moving. Sir. Keep it moving, grooving, doing all the damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, you can find me. I'm on the socials at Puro Caballero on <clears throat> Instagram and Twitter. Um, usually me talking. I do have a Facebook that I will not shout out. <laughs> and some other things. Yeah, swipe right on Tinder for me. All those people out there. Um, anyway. Oh, Bumble. I sure George joined Bumble recently. <laughs> this is kind of cool, but I don't really play that stuff. So. <laughs> I don't really like on there like, like that. But anyway, this is uh, your host, Mark Oviedo, signing off. This is episode... What one was this one? This is 20, 28. 28, damn, almost at 30 already, man. Almost at 30, goddamn. You know, slugging through them. Gotta, gotta get into video pretty soon, dude. Yeah, but, but I think by 50, that'll be my goal, is to do it by 50 and to get more better audio we'll, equipment. At least better audio equipment. Yeah, better first. audio equipment, let's do video, like, so we can do, like, a Let's Play, so you can, I can hear you commentate the game. Yeah, yeah, that's what I need to do. I, <laughs> I need to do it live, too, like on YouTube, how they yeah. have the fight companions yeah, for, like, yeah. the Rogan stuff, whatever, uh -huh. the UFC fights. Um crazy UFC fights this weekend too but mm -hmm. anyway we'll talk about it later I meant to do a preview last show but I totally slipped and forgot about <laughs> it That's, uh, that Whitaker and Romero fight was crazy uh, at the end and Colby Covington is freaking shit talking motherfucker <laughs> and freaking won against Dos Anjos Call, I called him Ralphie Dos Nachos <laughs> kept shit talking him the whole time man it was pretty, pretty crazy uh, anyway uh, follow along Stitcher iTunes Google Play uh, SoundCloud is the home base. Go there. Uh, tune in radio. And yeah, we'll keep it in moving, grooving. That's a lot of places you should have uh, much choices. Stop being lazy. Search the Puro Caballero Show. P U R O C A B A L L E R O on all those platforms I just mentioned. 
give us a like, give us a subscription. I'll be getting a new uh, Instagram page up, and I'll be getting just the YouTube pages for like the audio and all that sh shenanigans up and moving. That's in the works. But uh, signing off, this has been your host, Mario Caballero. Till next time. Yee.